Buenos días. Eso. And good morning to those online. So I'm not Pastor Mantis. I'm Pastor Yosmar. In case you are new. <laughs> Today is the last sermon of this series. So I hope that you have enjoyed and learned um, from this. Today is grace, the way of love. Dear beloved congregation, today we gather to explore a timeless truth that resonates within our hearts, the concept of love. Love has been the foundation of our faith as exemplified by God's endless grace. When we talk about love, we often think about, think about it in a romantic context. But love is much more than that. Love is a fundamental human emotion that has the power to transform life and relationships of all kinds. However, as we reflect on 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and John 13, 34 to 35, we discover an intricate mosaic of love painted by the divine. This love encompassing both the New and the Old Testament reveals the way of God. So, let us embark on this journey together, seeking to understand the importance of love, its practical application, and ultimately, love as the way of God. The importance of love. We begin by acknowledging that love holds a position of paramount importance in our faith as a Christians. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, the Apostle Paul declares, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of this is love. Love stands above all, illuminating the path we tread. Without love, our faith lacks substance, and our hope grows dim. Yet, when we embrace love, we become instruments of God's grace, shining his light in a broken world. I am a world traveler. I love to see God's moving in different contexts and ways that either affirm or challenge my theology and understanding of our Father and the scriptures. There are three types of cultures worldwide, autonomous, heteronomous, and theonomous cultures. Autonomous cultures are self-governing and independent. In contrast, heteronomous cultures relied on an elite for guidance and direction, dictating what the majority would do or not do. Go to Cuba if you want to find out. Theonomous cultures are directed by a particular faith or system or belief like in the ancient Israel before the human kingdom era. In 22 years of serving as a missionary to America, I have found that America, American culture combines aspects of the autonomous culture as well as the heteronomous culture. For example, the heteronomous culture side of American culture is revealed when the powers that be, regardless of political affiliation, try again and again to dictate how the American people should live their lives. On the other hand, autonomous aspects of our culture are often found 
as we see the tendency that we have to define grace, holiness, love, and much more based on our own cultural understanding and personal preferences rather than the scriptures. We are disciples of Christ, and as such, we are expected as believers in the triune God to use the Bible as our norm for Christian living and not world standards. Today, we aim to reestablish the basis and definitions of love in the kingdom of God from a Christ-centered perspective and beyond personal opinions. We, the Church of Christ, are called to be countercultural rather than embracing the current cultural norms without careful examination before implementation. Let's first ask, what does the Bible teach about this or that matter before we take a stand on any social political subject regardless of how controversial it might be? There is no doubt that love helps us all to be more empathetic and compassionate. When we love someone, we are more likely to put ourselves in their shoes and see things from their perspective. Love can help us to be more understanding and patient with others, even when they make mistakes. For example, imagine a coworker who is going through a difficult time. If we approach them with love and empathy, we might be able to provide the support they need to get through their struggles. Let us turn to the Old Testament to deepen our understanding of love. The Hebrew word for love, Aheva, encapsulates more than affection. It embodies a steadfast commitment and loyalty. What is the significance of Hebrew, of this Hebrew word for love, Aheva, about God's love? This word echoes God's love for us, which remains constant despite our shortcomings. A theologian, Water Breckman, writes, Yahweh's love is not limited to moments of well-being, but extends to embrace the turbulence of our lives. Love in action. Love is not merely a concept. It demands action. In John 13, 34, 35, Jesus implores his disciples, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. You must love one another, but this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Notice Jesus' emphasis on the word must. Love is not optional but mandatory for those who follow him. Because love helps us build stronger connections with one another, when we show love to other people around us, we create a sense of belonging and community. We could show God's love as simple as reaching out to a friend to check in on them if you did not see them in church or at work or volunteering in an organization we care about. Through this act of love, we can deepen our relationships and create a more supportive and connected world. Now let's explore the Greek understanding of love.
to truly grasp love practical application based on the New Testament original language. In the Greek language, multiple words are used to express different types of aspects of love. Here are some of the different kinds of love, along with their Greek translation and word-for-word -word definitions. Agape love, or get love, unconditional love, to love, have affection, be fond of, show goodwill, be loved, esteemed, highly regarded. The love of God, selfless love, unconditional love. Eros, romantic love, desire, passion, estorge, familial love, natural affection, love between family members, love for one's child. Phileo, affectionate love, to have affection for, love dearly, be a friend to. Senia, hospitality love, and care for strangers, kindness to foreigners. But pastor, what do we need to know all these types of love and how we apply them? First, as previously stated, society is trying to define what love is for us. So first, I aim to point us to the scriptures. So we live lives led by the definitions offered by God rather than the world. Second, I will offer an example in the scriptures of the application of these definitions of love so we can have it in mind as we read the Bible, but also as we live our lives. For example, when we read John 21, 15 to 17, some people, uh, when reading that, they conclude that Jesus asked Peter if he loved him three times because Peter denied him three times. It might be, but it's deeper than that. Let us closer and examine John 21, 15 to 17. When they had finished eating, Jesus says to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him to f the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. In John 21, 15 to 17, Jesus asked Peter three times if he loved him. However, it's essential to note that Jesus and Peter use different words for love in Greek. So when you read it in Spanish or English, you don't see the difference. But when you read it in Greek, yes, sir, you will see it. In the original Greek text, Jesus used Egep for love as share. Egep, love, refers to selfless, unconditional, and sacrificial love. It is often used to describe God's love for humanity and love that believers are called to have for one another. 
On the other hand, when Peter responds to Jesus, he uses the word phileo for love. Phileo usually refers to friendship or brotherly love that carries a sense of affection or fondness. It is a more intimate and personal kind of love. This distinction in Greek is significant because it adds depth to the conversation between Jesus and Peter. Jesus asks Peter if he has, if he has agape love for him, representing the highest and most sacrificial form of love. However, Peter responds by saying he has a phileo love for Jesus, suggesting a more familiar and affectionate love. Upon Peter's response, Jesus adjusts his question the second time and the third time using Peter's chosen word, phileo, instead of agape. The second time Jesus asks Peter, emphasizes Jesus meeting Peter where he is and accepting the love that Peter can offer. That's why I love God, because he's always meeting us where we are. Overall, the use of different type of love by Jesus and Peter in Greek adds richness and complexity to their exchange, highlighting the depth and the dynamics of the relationship. These Greek words for love express different dimensions and expressions of love within human relationships and reflects the richness and depth of the concept of love. The Greek word agape reflects the selfless love rooted in the will of God, seeking the betterment of others. This love is exemplified by Christ's sacrificial death on the cross. What type of love do you have for your spouse or your family members or the world? So next time your spouse or anyone asks you, especially your spouse, honey or darling, do you love me? Or hey, you don't love me? <laughs> Please think twice before you answer. <laughs> what type of love are you talking about? <laughs> Theologian Martin Luther King Jr. Pognently said, we must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. He who is devoted to the power to forgive is devoted to the power to love. Love in action calls us to forgive, serve, and extend grace toward another and each other. Love is the way of God. Love is not merely a virtue we embrace. It is the very essence of God. In 1 John 4, 8, the Apostle John reminds us, God is love. Love is inseparable from our understanding of the divine. As we draw closer to God, his love flows through us, transforming our lives and impacting those around us. Love has the power to help us to live more fulfilling lives. When we love ourselves and others, we experience a sense of purpose and meaning that can be found elsewhere. This can be seen in, this, in the small moments of love we share with others, like holding hands with a loved one, romantic love, eros love, 
or sharing a laugh with a friend, phileo love. By cultivating love, we can find greater joy and fulfillment in all we do. In the Old Testament, on the other hand, the prophet Micah passionately shares what the Lord requires of us to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God, Micah 6.8. Love becomes the compass guiding us on this journey. Theologian and philosopher Soren Kierkegaard, beautiful summing up this statement. Love is the expression of the one who loves, not of the one who is loved. Those who think they can love only the people they prefer do not love at all. Love discovers truth about individuals that others cannot see. Love in the way of God transforms us, making us vessels of his grace. Think about a time when you experienced or demonstrated love in your own life. How did that make you feel? How did it impact those around you? By reflecting on these moments, we can see the power of love firsthand and be inspired to spread more of this transforming emotion in our, in our everyday lives. On the other hand, I also want to invite you to think more profoundly about the implication of God's love as defined in the Christian tradition. The Christian understanding of love makes us unique compared, compared to all major religions in the world. Judaism, Hinduism, Islam, Buddhism, and the New Era. Some people seem to operate from the understanding that all religions are the same. Nothing is further from the truth. All religions are at best similar on the surface, but fundamentally different in their core. For example, Christian theologians of all times identify three distinctive types of God's love concerning salvation, unconditional, impartial, and universal love. God's unconditional love is characterized by unconditionally accepting all people regardless of their faults and shortcomings. God's love cannot be earned by human effort or merit. It is only by grace through faith. That's unique for the Christian faith. Most major religions are based on a merit system. You have to do something to gain God's favor. God's impartial love is characterized by empathy and understanding, often leading to a desire to help and comfort all people, irrespective of who they 